What is going on, everybody? Welcome into the Creed of Crypto podcast. I am Broke Boy Crypto, and I have here with me, as always, my friend and co-host, Crypto Ewok. We have got quite the show for you tonight. Uh, we got a lot to talk about. We got Elon, uh, you know, and we, we're broadcasting on that platform. So I want to sh- give a shout out to the X platform here tonight. Uh, we got our show on over there. We're on the YouTubes, of course, as well. Uh, we've got FOMC to talk about tonight, a 25-point rate hike, which the market was largely expecting. You can kind of see that in the price action or lack thereof. If you're watching on YouTube, you saw the thumbnail, obviously. We're going to talk about WorldCoin. It's taken the crypto market by storm. I can't <laughs> wait to get into this. Uh, WorldCoin or Pulse Chain? Which one are you more comfortable investing in? We'll get to that here in a few minutes here tonight. But Ewok, first off, how are you feeling? How are you doing here on this Wednesday evening? Doing great, man. Another Wednesday through the markets, up and downs, all the, uh, it's just crazy. That's so much happening. Good, bad, all kind, all over the place. It's just, uh, I, yeah. I think there's a lot of happening. People are getting bored, but there's a lot going on if you're really paying attention. I think people are definitely getting bored with the lack of tons of price action. But yeah, in terms of things happening to kind of shape this market and uh, as the scams reveal themselves here for the coming bull cycle, which we'll talk a little bit about tonight, um, as well as the treasures, um, you know, there's a lot to get to. So if you are heading on into the stream, hit the like. We very much appreciate you guys being here. We do this every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, I guess we can start off right now with where BTC and ETH are will kind of coincide this with what we got from the Fed today with FOMC. Because again, 25-point rate hike. BTC and ETH, uh, the rest of the market, really not moving a whole lot. Now, we're only six hours on from the announcement. So, you know, we've seen plenty of times where over the course of the next week or at least the coming days after a Fed announcement, we'll see some kind of definitive action. But not very much today, um, even with some interesting quotes from Powell, with Jerome Powell from the Fed, which we'll get to, too, um, which are probably a little bit more hawkish sounding than the actual rate hike itself. Um, but not a lot of reaction here by the market, despite a bunch of trader accounts that are trying to win influencer, you know, win, uh, I don't know, people paying for their service, saying that this was the biggest trading day of the year and all this horse shit today I saw. Um, we, we don't have much action going on. So, Ewok, what do you... Now, let's just first get to the actual FOMC because there's no real price action. Um, yeah. yeah. And then actually, you know what? Let me just cover the pulse prices. So we, we, we saw a bit of a dip last week, a recovery over the last couple of days here for the pulse chain ecosystem as well. Pulse is sitting right around the SAC rate even, which is good. We got Pulse X still at that deep, deep discount at 69% off right now. Hex combined on both chains, still sitting right around that three cent mark with Hex on a Pulse chain with about a two to one ratio there. I just bought Pulse and Pulse X last night, actually. So happy to do that. But the FOMC today, um, market strongly expected that 25 point hike. Things were dumping on Monday throughout most of crypto. Uh, they, They do do the 25 point hike. The thing that was a little bit more interesting that I heard, I didn't really watch any of this because, you know, it gets boring. But Powell said that uh, they're going to contemplate additional firming to curb inflation. The market doesn't react much again as for now. But Powell says he does does not see inflation back to 2% until 2025, which actually was probably the most 
don't know if you want to call it hawkish, but a uh, negative sounding thing kind of gets people worrying a little bit. How long are they going to be doing this? Will there be more rate hikes next year? Who knows? Anyway, what do you make of their decision, Ewok? What do you think they do the rest of the year? I, man, I haven't been following the, the FOMC stuff. So, I mean, it's only speculation in, in my, you know, opinion would be, I don't think they're going to raise it more this year. I think they're going to slow play this, uh, which could in turn, you know, cause a little bit longer of a bearish market type thing. You know, we could go into late this year, even, you know, I originally had thought, you know, by August, September, uh, we could see a nice little turnaround of events, but this could push it into, you know, December, January, maybe even February at this point, if they slow play it like I thought they would. I thought they would have, you know, at least started lowering them by then, but they may just leave it and, and not do anything uh, until they start to see the results that they intended a little bit better. Uh, just my yeah. opinion, but I, I think it's going to be a little extended this time of a bear market and the bull market could be a little accelerated. I think once they, once they turn those money printers back on, look out, it could go quickly. Um, mm -hmm. And now is the, the accumulation right now is when you want to be accumulating. Um, if you're, if you're planning for your future, now's the time to be doing what you want to do and get set up. Because like I said, this uh, bear market could be delayed. Bull market could be accelerated in such a, you know, it's already, you know, bull markets are already compacted into, you know, we saw it last, we talked about this two weeks ago or so, mm -hmm. um, how short of a period the actual run up actually does happen. Uh, and, you know, it could be even shorter this time, depending on, on how these markets go. So, yeah, I think there's some validity to that. And yeah, we did talk about that just last week or the week prior about how how short of an opportunity and how little of a window at the top of the bull market you really have to scale out of your positions and to have a plan right now. Even though we are, like you said, Ewok, I definitely think we're firmly in the accumulation phase and people should be doing every single thing they can to try to DCA into this market right now. Um, but it is interesting what you're saying about how they're slow playing this. It, we, we've already heard sentiment from the Fed before that this may very well be the last rate hike of 2023 anyway. Um, there's a couple of more meetings. I think there's one at the beginning of October and then one in December after that. I think that may actually be it. I, I, I could be totally wrong. I'll have to pull that up. There's at least two more, maybe three. Um, but I, I know that they have talked before about not doing any more the rest of this year and then kind of seeing where we're at. Uh, the rate that we are at now for interest rates is the highest we've seen in 22 years. So we're already... You know, it's not a precedent, but it's definitely high. So, um, yeah, th this is something we haven't seen for quite some time. Powell has already talked about in 2024, possibly still increasing rates at some time there. But I think you're right. I think they're clearly slow playing this. They paused the last time around. They do the modest hike this time around. So, yeah, we, we could see this extend a little more. But as we've seen in the past, especially with crypto, I mean, Bitcoin is already about and has been 2x up off of the lows from November of 2022. I think at some point uh, we've talked about this, the cycles just play out, you know, and they, they go and they move. Will the four year cycle be as set in stone as it is right now forever? I, I don't know. That's just something we'll have to see. But so far, I mean, 
things got slightly more bullish and started to turn around when things were still macro and, and are still macro pretty rough. And again, the, the yeah. price action has turned around. So, yeah, I think there's some something to what you're saying there. Um, yeah. And there's been so many ideas about what we'll see this cycle as far as when things really get bullish. You know, we have seen we talked a couple of weeks ago about Bob Lucas with the left translated cycle idea and seeing a more modest, quicker top for Bitcoin, like an 80 ish K about a year from now. And then it's settling down and then really blowing off again in like 2026, which would not be the normal thing. But most people out there are still expecting, hey, year after the happening or whatever, 2025, you know, 120, 140K Bitcoin is definitely coming. And I I don't want to plan that way, but we've talked about it before, but you walk, but what, what do you think of those scenarios, especially with the, the adverse macro situation we're in right now and the whole ETF thing coming? What do you think of those couple scenarios for this cycle? Well, those are a lot of loaded questions. Um, <laughs> I want you to answer in detail. Yeah, I think. Well, I, I still stick to my what what I had said. Between 120 and 135 is where my top still lies. Again, I think once the money printers get turned back on, um, things will will take off, and um, the ETFs. You know, it, as far as Quick term price, I think it's going to be bullish for it. Uh, as far as long term price, though, um, I, I think it could hurt it. I, I really do. Uh, look mm -hmm. at how gold look. Look what happened to gold after those ETFs and, and those things started to come into play. Um, hasn't done a whole lot, and it's kind of been a pitiful chart. So um, that's just my take on on how that plays out for Bitcoin. Um, but like I said, as far as the markets go, I don't know how extended they'll be. Um, maybe this one's a little bit longer. The next one's a little shorter. It, it, it always has a weird way of working itself back out. Um, yeah. And that could very well happen in, in these markets, too. So I, I still think we stick pretty close to that four year cycle. Um, and even if it goes a little bit longer, like I said, the next cycle may go a little shorter. But. I think it'll work itself back out. Yeah, I think you've got to, just because of the past, really rely on, not rely necessarily, but keep the four-year cycle in mind. But the best thing of all out of these scenarios that we're talking about in this upcoming cycle is be prepared for either scenario. Mm -hmm. And either way, that shouldn't change too much what you're doing right now. Like you said a nope. moment ago, Ewok, it's accumulation time. We want to be buying right now regardless. And then we'll worry about the rest when it starts to get bullish. So... Um, exactly. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what else the Fed has in store. But at least they did do what the entire market thought they were going to do. And we haven't seen too much movement. So we'll keep an eye on that stuff. Um, let's speaking of the Fed, Fed now officially launches just about a week ago. Um, I to, to, you know, mainly crickets. I don't really know where it's being used or anything like that, really. Um, but if you're new to what Fed now is, it's basically the introduction to some kind of CBDC here in the United States of America, basically a payment system that you can um, rely on. Uh, well, I, are you being surveilled or are you not? That's really the biggest question. Um, I don't know how much of a question it really is, but basically it's a it's a way of getting your payments, sending payments. If you get, you know, uh, checks from big daddy government. And if you'd like to rely on him, you can get those checks um, 
instead of checks, you can actually get it through FedNow if you enter a bunch of information and then they track everything you do. So that's what uh, FedNow essentially is. Now, I have a question for you, Ewok, because the interesting thing about this is that obviously creator of Pulse Chain and Hex, Richard Hart, tweeted about FedNow last week. I think I have this thing bookmarked and I'm going to go to it. Um, I'll put it in the chat. And in my notes here, I put Richard Hart tweeting about FedNow, quote unquote, supporting it, a kind of surprising, uh, positive sounding tweet. And, you know, I, I, sh I shouldn't say tweet, uh, X. I'm not sure what, what you would call these X notes. Um, but yeah, I, I, obviously a lot of people are shitting on the idea of FedNow and Richard Hart, I'll try to find it, but yeah, basically sounding like uh, he didn't understand what people were talking about with the hate. So what do you make right. of that? Ewok? I, I, found I found it. I found it. I'll actually read his tweet to you. It says fed now released today. The, the pushback against it is crazy to me. Why wouldn't you want them finishing moving your money faster? Did you really enjoy the delays? Rarely do governments make such obvious and useful improvements. Enjoy them when you find them. So I think the the what he's talking about is the actual finalization of payment sending it a lot faster um mm -hmm. we are all tying it into the next step so i think there's probably more than one step he's only talking about the settlement layer of the of the first step and that is actually being able to send money a lot faster however <laughs> That being said, I, I think it does all tie into the CBDCs down the road um, as they switch over for, from your digital dollars into your bank account, into these tokens or coins or whatever they may end up being. Um, and that's the part where everyone's shitting on it and, and thinks it's a horrible segue into that whole CBDC realm um, which I, I kind of agree with. Now, if the banks can do something a little bit faster and transfer money faster, because normally why does it take so long, you know, to get money when you send it somewhere or do whatever? I, I do agree with that. If it makes it faster, then, then great. But um, I think everybody's tying it into, like I said, you know, the adaption of the, uh, adoption of the, the CBDCs and you know we're all pretty against that. So, yeah, I think it's a I think it's a double edged sword. Um, <laughs> I hope we don't have to take both to get the one, but you know it, it could turn out to be that way eventually. Yeah, I mean Richard could definitely do something that that we're not thinking of, or th you know he he's obviously an innovator. He, d he is able to think outside the box. I mean, I was surprised by the tweet, and I guess it does make sense. Um, you know, as far as the the settlement part of it. But I think, like you said, all of us inevitably are thinking about, you know, what's the other shoe to drop and none of us really want very much to do with it. So, yeah, I, I thought maybe his tweet was being a little bit tongue in cheek. Um, uh, you know, I'm sure he would have more to say on it. It would be cool to, to get even more extensive thoughts from him. But yeah, we'll have to see. I mean, I don't know who's actually going to use this thing. I think once again, you know, as soon as... Um, whatever student loan forgiveness stuff comes out or some kind of, uh, Hey, did you, are you making below $15,000 a year and, uh, don't know how to tie your shoes? Well, here's $2,000, you know, as soon as something like that comes out and they can get the money easily, we'll just have to see who uses it. So, um, so I do want to read, uh, just take a brief second to read mm -hmm. the, uh, paragraph below what he said. Yeah. And it does say what differentiate, uh, di 
my mic's in the way. What differentiates FedNow from other payment rails is that it's specifically designed to support instant rail or instant retail payments. With such payments in mind, FedNow's most important feature is that it will operate 24 hours a day, seven days a week, year round. And with FedNow, institutions will be able to clear and settle retail payments instantly at any time, including nights and weekends. So it goes on to talk a little bit more, but um, I, that's a great thing, right? Because you know, yeah. when you do something in the bank, it's it's always been before so many business days. Well, you know, weekends if that if that's included, those don't count. So, you know, try to deposit a check late on a Friday, you don't see it until Monday. Um, you know, hopefully this could fix that. So that could be a good thing. And you know, I think that's what he was kind of talking about as far as the the settlement layer and the instant stuff. So anyway, that's enough on that, but yeah, we'll we'll see what else comes of it. Um again, it was kind of unceremo- unceremoniously launched. I mean, I I can't imagine too many people were like ready to celebrate Fed now, but we'll kind of see what we do here about it here in the coming months, what changes about it. Uh but yeah, probably an intro to the old CBDC idea. So we'll see how that does go. Um, that's going to bring us to this world coin thing. So, uh, we're going to hit, we're going to get into this pretty heavy. If you guys are here and enjoying the stream so far, hit the like, we very much appreciate it. We do this every single Wednesday night at 8 PM Eastern standard time. All right. So world coin, um, there, there may be some people joining the stream right now that have never even heard, haven't heard this yet, but it, it kind of took most of crypto by storm on Monday. Uh, Sam Altman, who is the CEO of OpenAI, which I'm sure many people are familiar with, um, he and another guy that I forget the name of were on with the Bankless Boys the other day, um, having a, a you know a long time. Actually, it was just one of the Bankless Boys. I just went ahead and believe it or not, I just listened to the entire debrief of the episode with both Bankless Boys. Um, it was kind of a uh, giddy fest, but I, I went ahead and listened to it and tried to understand everything I could. Um, but essentially this thing. All right. So it, it's clear, you know, we've already kind of had this happen at the beginning of 2023 um, with some of these AI coins. The the, mo- the one I heard about the most was just Fetch AI. There's other ones as well. I think Fetch AI had already been around for a while. I couldn't tell you anything about it, really. Um, but. I think this may be the beginning of what may seem inevitable that AI, which has you know really kind of taken over the zeitgeist, if you will, lately, um, that really may be one of the focuses here in this bull cycle as far as probably largely scams, obviously. Um, so Sam Altman, these guys from WorldCoin, which not a good name. Uh, I'd put it right there with FedNow, actually. Um, they, they call this proof of identity. Their vision is, uh, so uh, whatever the vision is. Okay. So this thing is heavily VC funded, which I have a list of all the VCs here somewhere. Um, and there's just not going to be a way to invest in this thing and win, but more importantly for a moment, um, let's talk about what this thing professes to do basically. So there, there's this whole orb idea uh, we just saw a tweet from Watch Guru and a few other accounts, Watcher Guru, showing people, I think probably in San Francisco or something like that, standing in line to um, get their orb and have their eyes. I don't know all this lingo, but uh, anyway, um, yeah. So basically, you get your identity, proof of your identity, and stuff like that. And then you get this airdrop, apparently, of WorldCoin. I'm not sure what happens after that, but uh, we're going to get into it a little bit more. I have some more details here. But what do you make of this so far, Ewok? Um, 
And I'm going to put this this tweet that we just had in the chat here because I want people to see this line of people here. Um, so so the first it? thing the first thing is <clears throat> it's not available in the United States. So I highly doubt that was anywhere in the States. Forgot about um, that. Yeah. It, so the reason it's not is because they, I think, are deeming it a security. <laughs> Essentially, they know themselves that it can't pass. It would never pass uh, or fly in the States. Um, because it is so heavily VC investors and all this other stuff. Um, as far as that, it's a total, well, as far as I see it, a total surveillance coin. <laughs> you know, yeah. not not that we aren't already being surveilled. I mean, you have your face ID on your phone. You have a driver's license that's got your picture. You know, they know exactly who we are and and where we go at all times, pretty much. Because you keep that phone on you, you know, it, it is essentially a tracking device. Yeah. I don't want to get too conspiracy theory-ish, but it, theory. it really, it is, yeah. it, you know. So this just opens that up to a whole new other level. The problem that I see with it is where are they storing this information? I mean, who's going to have access to all of this stuff uh, that keeps it secure? It just it really worries me that you know, these, and then who's to say that you are who you say you are? I mean, are they really coming to, once this gets widely used and people have these orbs or they go, who's to say that, you know, it's not being manipulated some way because most technology usually gets manipulated in one way or another at some point. Um, who's to say that they're not stealing identities this way? Um, I don't know if there's a complete retina scan or or how it's done exactly but it it's just it it worries me i think there's yeah. way too much information out there uh to put on the blockchain that's not needed um and then what good does it do like there's really i don't know that there's a use case for it um it, it just it doesn't make a whole lot of sense it's it seems to me like a a big pile of dog shit actually yes. i mean yeah on, on fire it, it just seems i don't know I, I remember in the 2000 i guess it was 2018 you know we had this whole plus plus token ponzi thing going on um and it led everybody into false sense of bull markets here bull markets here you know bitcoin went from i don't know five six thousand went all the way up to 14k and then this ponzi kind of erupted and it just it plummeted back down to 3500 at that point i feel like this is kind of similar um but with the vc money it may be a little bit different i don't know if it's gonna do exactly that or crash anything but you know it just feels like that time of the market then um as right now when this whole thing came out was the first thing i thought was oh here's another plus token ponzi um but Again, you know, I think it's a little bit different, but it just it just reminded me. It, it just made me feel. It made me feel dirty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it definitely. Dirty. So let's get a little dirtier, actually. So I'm looking at a list of just some of the uh, major backers of this. These are people that are major investors in Worldcoin. We've got Sam Bankman-Fried. I don't know if you've heard of him. Um, but he's nope. in there. We've got Gavin Wood. So he is the former CEO, whatever, a creator of Polkadot, who is another kind of Davos type WEF, you know, chain that uh, essentially is, I think, going to be useless now. Uh, Three Arrows Capital. Not sure if you've heard of them. 
Uh, let's see here. I think Aren't there's these all the people that lost money. The no, huge are, money are the bankrupt people. These are the people. Yes, that's who that is. Yeah, that's that are. three arrows capital. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they are some of just uh, that's a few of many that are uh, backing this thing. So. And by the way, anything that bankless um, yes. backs, I would just be very careful of. And I'm not sure why you were watching the stream unless you have something against your testosterone levels some I, I we all have our guilty pleasures and sometimes <laughs> i'm a little submissive you know and i pour myself I, a glass of wine um but no i i just wanted to i i said I this you. to you the other day no i said this to you the other day because you you said i i dm'd it to you and i'm like bankless is dedicating a whole goddamn two podcast to this thing of course and he's like oh yeah you are like are you surprised and i said Yes and no, because it's just so insane how bad this is. Mm -hmm. And they are just, it's kind of like the car wreck syndrome. You know, you drive by a car wreck and you can't help but look at it. You know, that's just basically what it is. But uh, yeah, I listened to their giggle fest here on part two of the episode today and just heard them talk about it a little bit. And um, yeah, it, it's it's a flaming disaster, I believe. Oh, and most importantly, whenever the, the uh, Sam Altman was directly asked about the financial backing of this, he dodged the question and wouldn't answer sure any of it. So sure he did. if you buy this thing eventually on the open market, which I'm sure there's going to be opportunity to do, just remember that millions upon millions upon millions of dollars are already in it and they will definitely dump it on you at some yeah. point. So yeah, at some point they will take their profits and, and dump the coin. Um, I wouldn't be surprised, but again, I I'm pretty sure unless you have a VPN or something to get around it, um, it's not even available in the States. I don't think you can even open up the white paper. As far as that goes, you can't even, uh, um, access that in the States. So yeah, it's probably yeah. a good thing. See? Yeah, I think so. But yeah, uh, good rule of thumb. Yeah, anything that's on bankless, uh, I would avoid, obviously. So yeah, um, yeah hex and pulse chain are scams to them, apparently. So yeah. um, let's turn our attention to... So the big story in media, just in general, this past week has been the Elon thing, obviously. Twitter changing over to X, I guess. Um, very odd and awkward happening pretty much overnight. Um, you know, as you've kind of had time to think about the game theory of this and what might be behind it, because it was such a kind of random, weird move out of nowhere. Although we know for a long time here that Elon has an affinity for the letter X, supposedly. Mm -hmm. um, the, acquiring Twitter for Elon appeared to be really just a step in a bigger game, obviously. Um, he's obviously got competition already with Mark Zuckerberg, literally, uh, fighting soon. I don't know when that is, but, uh, that'll be interesting. Zuckerberg's actually like a black belt in jujitsu and Elon just started. So that'll be interesting. Yeah. Um, but potential competition with Worldcoin. there's all these AI things happening and ways to monetize it. There's rumors about is Elon going to use Doge as some kind of payment system for things that happen on X or whatever it's called. Um, what, what do you make of all this? I mean, like the acquisition of Twitter was one thing and it was under the guise of like, you know, I'm a free speech absolutist and all this stuff. I'm not saying he was lying or anything, but I have seen some curious remarks from him here and there, um, regarding free speech and choosing what is free speech and things like that. So what do you make of this? What do you make of this change? Um, his new CEO that, woman that I can't remember how to pronounce her last name was tweet Yakaro or whatever was tweeting about it the other day. And it just, it feels odd, but what, what do you think the bigger picture here is for Elon and X and how do all these AI things kind of connect? So I, 
if you've watched any of the history of Elon, he's always talked very, very highly of uh, WeChat, which is a Chinese platform that they basically use for everything. Phone, money, messages. It just, it does everything, I think. And he's always been very fond of that. And I think that's kind of what he's trying to create with this. Um, because we do know that he has uh, money or, or um, what is it? M money transmitter licenses um, yeah. that he's already, PayPal. yeah, he's already got that stuff. Well, I think he, he secured other ones too, because PayPal actually kept what they had. He secured new ones um, in order to, to be a money transmitter, which, you know, will tie into this probably at some point or another. Whether he uses Doge or, or you know, he does have a fondness for Hex. He according does. To, according to his suite. So that would be cool if he used Hex. But, you know, I we'll, kind of doubt that he'll do that. Um, but I kind of see that as his long-term play. I think he wants to create a platform that is all-in-one, you know, it does everything. So, I, you know, I... I I don't know. Um, the 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 name X, you know, he has a space X. He's always talked about X being his, you know, that's his thing. Uh, and then Zuckerberg has the the patent on it or the trademark to X anyway. Right. So that could get a little ugly here, but you know, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> I think I think all in all, you know, he's trying to create a single platform. Um, and, and he didn't buy a tweeting platform. He bought 400 million users um, for, for what he bought. So if this yeah. was his all along the, the goal, um, then I don't think it was a bad move. Um, he got a lot of users out of it. Uh, I do like the fact that he has definitely opened up the free speech side of things, uh, kind of turned the government in for what they were doing, manipulating and you know, the whole um, messing with the elections and, and mm -hmm. people's information and hiding the truth from a lot of people, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely a fan of that. So uh, I don't know. He gives a lot of mixed signals. It's kind of hard to, right. it's kind of hard to decipher sometimes of what his, his game plan is, but I, I think that's what it is. I think he really wants another WeChat uh, that he created to do the things that he wants it to see to see it do. So, yeah, yeah, it seems like he's definitely trying to uh, rule the world here. So it's going to be interesting to see where all of this goes. Obviously, there is you know the uh, the free speech aspect to it, but then there's the AI aspect to it, and this is tying into crypto and how to monetize things. So, yeah. <sighs> I'd be hard. I mean, I'm hard pressed to see what big theme there's going to be over this next cycle with crypto that doesn't have a big AI narrative. That just kind of seems to be where we're at right now. But who knows? I mean, like there's going to be some interesting things invented and 99% will definitely be scams you don't want to mess around with, but uh, it'll be fun. So we'll see what does attract those people and retail back into the market. Um, let's turn our attention, though, and focus a little bit more on what we do recommend, what we do personally invest in, and um, what we're really here to talk about tonight, and that is Pulse Chain and Hex and Richard Hart. Um, you know, this ecosystem has had, I don't know how important this is, but has had some drama and stuff since Pulse Chain launched and things, people not, you know, having very clear expectations. 
um, that weren't meant because they were unrealistic to begin with. There's just been a lot going on, disagreements and things like that, people being over leveraged and, you know, people just kind of losing sight, I think, of what Hex is to begin with and the patience of investing in the T-share. I mean, we have talked about that. People are losing sight, I think, of what Richard Hart actually created from the beginning. And kudos to a lot of the people that have been streaming lately. Johnny Chaos is in the chat here tonight. The other day when he was on with Matty Allen at his shop, I thought that was a great stream. Like you guys, I know you're just kind of riffing a little bit, but there was a lot of good stuff talking about the T-share, Hex, being patient, Crispy Man. Almost sounds like a guy who wouldn't you make that much of a difference to him if Paul Cheney even was out. I mean, he's constantly talking about how great Hex is and talking about rotating everything back into Hex and everything. Um, I saw Brizology on with them the other night. It was really good. Gary, obviously. So there's just been a lot of people really, I love all this reinforcement of Hex right now because I think that that's been lost with this pulse chain launch and everybody getting the the shiny new toy syndrome which is to be expected and you know they're upset because pulse x doesn't have the single-sided staking yet and all this but um people are going to come back to this market and they're going to come to this ecosystem because after all with the dips in this market with how volatile it is people will always be searching for yield and nothing has been created that's better than hex so i think people are going to come back to that yeah all this being said um this big tweet from Richard the other day, uh, I think it was yesterday, actually. Um, good stuff. I don't want to call it a to-do list because obviously that creates expectations, but it's a big list of things that could potentially come to Pulse Chain or Pulse X. I'll go ahead and share it in the chat. I don't know that we need to read the whole thing because it's pretty lengthy, Ewok, but what did you make of some of what he spoke about here? Talk about improvements to Pulse Chain, to Pulse X, um, what to do with the bridge, uh, a, a a wallet potentially, all kinds of different things. It's a big tweet. So what did you make of some of what he said? Well, I thought it was funny that some of the stuff already exists, um, mm -hmm. you know, and is being developed. Uh, one of the things that he mentioned was the on-ramps. And, you know, we know the Coast team. Um, I, I know we wanted to talk about this a little bit too. The Coast team is getting close. They've secured another bank um, in, in order to do that, but they will be the first on-ramp and first um, stablecoin on Pulse Chain. So that's yeah. getting really close. So that's exciting. Um, yeah. You know, he talks about um, devs, enterprises, retail adoption, and that's us. Like, that's that's all of us. He's talking to the community um, and says, you know, here, this is what you guys need to do. I, I, I don't know if it um, gives any expectations from him, uh, but this is uh, a lot of the things that he he's kind of hinting to the community and say, here you go, guys, go nuts. Um, he wants to see more development. He wants to see new things. Um, you know, obviously he has talked about the single-sided staking, which the community can't really do. Uh, on the platform, he has to be the one to kind of put that out there. Right. Um, so, uh, and the wallet is is his baby too, because I know he has talked about that being um, pretty much done or being worked on even before Pulse Chain came out. So, um, I, I don't know. You know. I hope there's not another sacrifice and another coin or anything like that. Um, I hope it uses the incentive token, um, which I think would be another good beneficial use for that that coin. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, we'll see we'll see what all comes of it. But yeah, a lot of this stuff is already done, being worked on. Um, 
and a lot of the community, you know, it's it's still weird. We're at that weird space right now, a weird time where there is a lot of community. There's a lot of things coming out, um, and you get that couple different mentalities, okay? You get the the one that says, well, Richard said build all this stuff, so we're building it, and then people get mad that we're creating it, and uh, they don't like it because Richard didn't do it. But, you know, it, Richard, so it, we're, we're in a really weird spot because Richard's basically saying, hey, guys, go build this stuff. And then the other people that follow Richard only are like, well, we're not going to support it because Richard didn't create it. So it's it's weird. Um, and we almost have to, I still feel that we have to embrace these new people Um if you don't want to support it, that's fine. But I don't think we should be tearing them down, you know, because somebody may like that idea. Somebody may come to the space because of it. Um, and somebody may find Hex and Pulse. And they're going to need Pulse because that's what they're transacting in. Um, I, I just think the, the, the more we open up the doors, um, knowing what we know. So Richard's done a great job of educating us on what real crypto is, right? No admin keys, um, contracts audited and locked immutable code, things like that, that we know the basics of what we're looking for, um, not to fall for stupid meme coins and um, the pump and dumps and, and the, the reflection tokens and things like that. You know, we know what we're looking for, but it doesn't mean that all these people shouldn't be coming over to Pulse Chain because eventually, you know, we're going to need that. We need that ecosystem and we need some of those people, the new people, to get eyes on what we've learned and to teach them what this stuff is, what Hex is, is the real store of value. And I, mm -hmm. I think it uh, it's going to take that because all of these new things we can't establish it with the people that we have. Obviously, we can't support everything. It needs new people, just like any market, just like any company. Um, you know, you can't have the same people just trading stocks. It's not going to work. Uh, right. You know, nothing ever, nothing ever appreciates or, or does much. So, I, I think that's where we're at, and I, and I think it's a it's a tough spot. Uh, to be in because, like I said, Richard's saying, go build this. And then the people that are Richard Hart Maxis are saying, well, Richard didn't build it, so we're not going to support it. it. It's a tough, it's yeah. a tough dilemma for a lot of people, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And a weird reaction, too. I mean, like, I understand, um, you know, I don't think there's any problem at all. I mean, you can't tell anybody how to invest. It's their dollars, you know, right. do whatever the hell you want to do. But um, I would totally understand wanting the overwhelming majority of your portfolio in the Richard Hart stuff. If there's anything else in crypto that you very much, um, you know, trust and are invested in outside of that ecosystem that you want to do, you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, like people that are creating good products, I mean, like most people are on board with Hedron and Icosa and think what Alex is doing is awesome. I think he's really been the premier guy um so far i know a lot of people obviously love um the fuck stuff all the ph stuff um which I i'll be honest i haven't looked into as much but i know like that's right up there as well so far and there's going to be more to be built and let me ask you this ewok if you putting you on the spot out of some of the things that richard mentioned here and looking at some of the comments i think i might know where you go with this but i mean what are you um, most focused on or what what addition would you like the most whether it's something that people are already working on or something that he mentioned there what what would you be most excited about well i i do want another wallet um 
I what I would really like to see is someone create and some nodes uh, that weren't in Fura. <laughs> You know, mm -hmm. some yeah. centralized Ethereum nodes that the community, you know, even if it was a, a subscription type thing where you could connect to it with um, without the extra nonsense, that's what I'd like to see. I'm looking forward to liquid loans. I think it's going to be a positive um, impact to sell pressure. I think people aren't going to have to sell. Um now they may get liquidated, but again, they're not going to have to sell. <laughs> so right. I think that'll be positive. Um, the stable coins is definitely, you know, we need the on ramps though. You've got to make it closer if you want this ecosystem, you know, to thrive. You've got to have the on ramps closest to the product. You know, right now we've talked about it, and the only on ramps that we really have are on the Ethereum side, and that's why I'm really surprised that the EHEX price is down. Uh, because mm -hmm. it is closer for people to buy there. You know, it is what it is, but, you know, that's what we need. I think the, the wallet, the, the on-ramps, um, liquid loans, the stable coins, those are the things that are, I'm most excited about and I think will bring, uh, you know, a lot of adoption. They may be small, um, but I think they're super important. I totally agree. And I was trying to lead you to the on-ramp thing. Yeah, I agree with you with the wallet as well. That would be super interesting. But let's dip into the coast thing a little bit more because that's really been the on-ramp that's been clamored for the most. Um, they are talking. Uh, and if you don't follow them on uh, X, it is actually at 0x coast. Um, but yeah, they, they've been tweeting a lot about things seem imminent here. And you mentioned actually Ewok about it being the first native fiat backed stable coin. Um, CST uh, is actually what the coin would be. Tell me a little bit about, um, first off, how close do you think that they are? Because they've really been tweeting a lot of updates. They actually just an hour ago said uh, that they'll be having multiple phases to their launch. Each phase will build on a feature set and work towards the final product. We think you'll enjoy the new DAP. Um, it's even smoother than our prior beta release. So coming soon to Paul's chain. So, I mean, it, it does seem like they're very, very close. Um, what do you make of this? What What do you think it will really do for the ecosystem here? Oh, I, how can it not be not, not be positive? You know, you buy directly into Pulse. Yeah. Um, it, it's awesome. You asked how how long. I, I think a couple weeks, probably. <laughs> you know, four more weeks. Two more weeks, yeah. Two more yeah. weeks, four more weeks. The famous last words. Yeah, uh, but I do think because of the way they're ramping up their tweets and their their language, um, I, I do think it's a lot closer than than that. Maybe you know, so I'm excited. I, I like the fact that, uh, and, and don't forget, we talked about this before. At this point in time, if you hold a hundred thousand of the the weight token that they that they had. Um, you can get all the way down to a 1% fee just by locking up those tokens. That'll yep. cost you 60 bucks. Um, and 60 bucks to save you from 1% to 4% is quite a lot if you're going to be you know, investing some money here in the future. So I think $60 is definitely worth it to buy those tokens, lock them up in their platform, um, and then save 3% on the onboarding, uh, you know, onboarding cost. So... Yeah, I'm pr I'm pretty stoked about it. Uh, those guys ha have done good things. They're both smart. I've listened to them on stream, and uh, they just they're they're so well versed and spoken, and they know what's going on. They did a lot of homework to, to get this done, and it was such a disappointment to see 
you know, the first bank thing kind of fall through. So yeah, hopefully, hopefully this one is uh, much more solid and um, you know, it's, it's looking like it's pretty close. So Johnny asked yeah. is weight on the pulse side or is it only on ETH? Well, um, I believe there was a copy. Um, I would imagine there would be. Uh, let me check here. Well, I'm on Dex Screener now too, and I just looked, and it was like point zero 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 six, um, and that is paired with hex. So you may have to buy a little bit of hex and and swap it for the weight token. Now that's on Uniswap. Um, let's take a look and see if the weight token is over there too. I think it might be on both, but um, yeah, it is on both. Yeah, I thought so. So I know when you when, when we when you claimed it, you claimed it on ETH, um, and then I remember that you had to exchange them for the uh, version two token, um, but I'm not sure which one you locked up i i don't remember because i did it i locked the hundred thousand up in the right. platform to save it and then like i said that was during the beta thing um and then the bank thing fell through and i was like oh shit. well i'll just leave it there right um, so i i think i i'm not sure good question johnny we'll look into that and find out yeah yeah i believe um it is on paul's chain as well but yeah it's going to be very interesting to see um how that does work and the direct on-ramp as well. Yeah. I think that's one of the major, major tools that as we do get into this, as more retail comes in and as the market comes back, obviously that's going to be a huge necessity. And it's all about making these things easier. You know, people not having to worry about bridging and things like that, the less steps to get into DeFi, and this isn't a problem unique to Paul's chain or anything like that, but yeah. the less steps to get into DeFi, the better for people that, uh, don't understand this stuff yet you know so yeah i'm pretty certain it was the eth version um because that was the original that you switched over to v2 um but i i will confirm that for sure because johnny's right it is important to figure out which one to buy for the fee reduction so right right i'm, I'm pretty sure it was the one on ethereum chain yeah because yeah but because whenever this actually started i don't even i mean pulse chain hadn't even launched yet no or anything, it hadn't right? no yeah so okay yeah, I'm pretty sure it is that one. So, um, and and they do tweet about. It. I mean, like Coast is really communicative. I just saw they posted something about weight the other day. So I, I'm sure if you just kind of search their tweets and look at that too, there there's more information to be gleaned. So, yeah. um, let's talk about a couple like ecosystem things that have happened the last couple of days that are really interesting and really cool. Actually, one of which is being hopefully finalized right now. But first off, I know everybody's kind of talking about this thing that Gary Funding Jim did the other day by creating a whole bunch of PRC20 tokens, um, which you can do very easily at go.pulse, actually. Uh, there's a link right there if you go on the site to do it. Um, but I want to ask you, Ewok, and a, a lot has been made about it. I heard Gary even say it himself, like a lot of people were shitting on him about this. Like, what are you doing? Um, some people totally understood it and, and saw the purpose of it. Some people are just totally confused. So um, if somehow you hadn't heard about this yet and you're within the ecosystem, he basically made a bunch of meme coins, whatever you want to call them, one dedicated to like 29 different people within the Hex ecosystem, per, you know, people that stream, whatever. 
why do you think he did this Ewok? And what do you think Gary was trying to demonstrate by doing this? Well, it's a definitely an educational type thing. I, mm-hmm. I think the purpose of it was to show how easy it is. Number one, to create tokens. Um, number two, he only added like $10 worth of liquidity yeah. um, on each side. Um, so, the other thing was how do how can a low liquidity token run so fast? I saw some of them were like $80, $90 a piece. Well, <laughs> you know, that happens when there's very, very low liquidity. It doesn't take much to, to jack the prices up. Um, also, the proceeds were to be rug pulled on January 1st, I think he said. Um, oh, okay. So... And then that was going to be donated back to either that person or a ch- I forget what he was doing with it. I only caught part of the stream. It was um, I, I had something else come up that I had to. Well, stop he was watching. on for like two hours that night. Yeah, it, it was a long a, time. It was. Um, but so again, it's all educational. I think it's it's also to show how meaningless the market cap number is because some mm-hmm. of these were worth billions of dollars right yeah <laughs> all these tokens and there were that many of them out there so uh you know i think there again it was a whole bunch of education like you know how easy it is to create a coin so be careful um how low liquidity really affects things um and how market cap is just a vanity number that we really don't shouldn't pay attention to so um, I, I think he kind of achieved all three of those in, in one fail swoop. And it was a, a weird experiment. You know, I'm sure it cost him some gas to do it. Right. Um, and, you know, I had, I had seen a lot of tweets from from these from these people uh, say, hey, I didn't do this, by the way. Don't support it. This isn't me. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I don't want you to get wrecked because it, it could very well. And, you know, that was the only thing that worried me is. You know, some people thinking that that uh, that person created it and were supporting it and they were going to jump on the coattails of, of whoever. Um, yeah. And, you know, John, I, I did see that Sami's got up in the thousands, uh, but I don't know. What if did Furus still... get to? Does Furu have one? Uh, I don't know. I I, I okay. didn't look and I don't think he probably got one. So well, I'll, I'll DCA into it. John, yeah. <laughs> So, but anyway, it's a neat experiment. Again, it does it does prove a lot of things that we we talk about. Um, but again, I would you know don't invest in any of these because one you know one sale could just wreck you. So just be very yeah. careful. It is definitely a good thought experiment. Yeah, and I think it was good to show um, the meaningless of market cap. Yeah, so I, I understand why Gary did it. Um, he was on with Maddie again then the other night talking about it as well. So um, Gary really has been, I mean, one of the main, one of the biggest, um, you know, kind of bridges himself, you know, to other communities with hacks in the Pulse Chain ecosystem. So uh, kudos to him to still putting stuff out there for sure. And speaking of bridges, so um, this is something that was awesome that kind of came together the last couple of days. So I saw them first talking about this last week. I think Westcott um, at first was talking about this uh, and then Sami kind of got onto it too. So they kind of tag teamed this one and Westcott and Sami um, got a wallet together. I think it's Westcott's who really cares at this point, but basically just decided, hey, uh, $5,000 is what it costs to get the trailer 
I'm not totally clear on this. I'm not sure. I, I guess it's just a trailer. I don't know if the actual, I guess the feature film can't get on this platform, but it's called World Star. There's all kinds of different creators and things like that on there. I guess there's 40 million users on it. I've never even used it or actually heard of it actually mm -hmm. before this. Nor but, have I. Um, yeah, but uh, there's an audience there basically. And you have to, it's a $5,000 fee to get yourself on the platform. I'm sure there's way better ways of explaining it than I'm doing right here. But either way, Kudos to those guys for getting together, creating a wallet, and just asking for a $10 donation from 500 people. I'm sure it didn't exactly end up being like that. But they raised it in under 24 hours, and I just saw Westcott posted a little bit ago that they already submitted the trailer to the platform. So now it's just awaiting some kind of approval process or whatever. So basically, and again, I, I should look into how WorldStar works a little bit. Matter of fact, if anybody in the chat knows anything about it and wants to contribute, let us know because I, I don't know how their model works. But basically getting the highest of stakes documentary on there in front of a lot more people. Um, just another thing you walk that I know you have seen over the years since the creation of Hex of a grassroots community thing coming together literally in less than 24 hours. I saw Sami just tweeted, you know, um, think about how expensive it was to get a NASCAR sponsorship or some of the soccer or football teams out there before. Um, and then this just costing 5K from a whole bunch of people combined. Um, yeah. But what do you make of it? Yeah, this just this no, kind of ingenuity. It's pretty cool. Um, I think it's a great idea. It's, it's very inexpensive. Um, and 40 million people watching or seeing it, getting new eyes on it, you know, it can't be that bad for that much money. Um, I, I think, you know, you you brought it up yourself. The NASCAR thing, we raised $600,000 in five days. Uh, now, that was a different market. <laughs> Things were a lot better. Uh, people had the money to kind of throw around at that point. But, you know, that this community is awesome. When they put their mind to something and they want to do something, um, it, it's amazing how many people pull together and, and, and take care of it. So, yeah, I think it's a great idea. I think it's a, a, a cool thing. Um, at the same time, I know there is also a uh, marketing wallet as well um, that, that Kinetics and, and those guys are doing uh, for the highest of stakes. It's it's going to help with some, some merchandising and some other uh, just getting the word out there I don't know exactly what it goes for. Look at Kinetics's uh, last couple posts. Um, they have that marketing wallet out there as well. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, the more eyes, the better, right? I mean, we're getting to that point now where, like I said, we need new people. We need to get more eyes on this um, and, and not in a bad way. I, people always say that, well, that's how Ponzi's work. You can't do anything if there's no new people. But, you know, in order to any for anything to survive and, and go on, you need a, a bigger community. We've expanded the things that we have so much that we do need new community. We need a bigger community um, if we really want to take this, you know, by storm. So I, I think it's an awesome, uh, awesome deal. There was another guy, too. Um, bars beast or something. i forget what his actual twitter handle is yeah he had he, a um he yeah, started I think he had uh, a fund me or something yep and then you know he had received some money and then sent that over to westcott as well so yeah. that was part of the um the, the money that was raised so yeah pretty yeah. cool i thought it was a great a, a great little fundraiser not not expensive at all like you said if 
500 people put 10 bucks in you know i'm sure that's i saw the wallet and and i saw there was a couple bigger bigger donations so right but, yeah yeah it's pretty awesome it is awesome and actually following up on that uh you sent me the the news about like how much it even expanded so we already knew that the highest of stakes which is premiering in all those cities august 4th and the 5th and a few of them had already been extended to the following weekend because mm -hmm. of the demand at Regal Theaters to the, uh, what, I guess it'd be the uh, 11th and 12th. So um, that's happening at, what, 22 cities or so at last check? I mean, uh, that I, I can't remember how many cities it is in total, but, I mean, that's got to be about half of the uh, – yeah. total cities or so right i, I think mean, it's that's more than example. i think it's more than half there's a few that that haven't sold out yet but a lot of them have sold out uh both days um there were i forget what it was i think 20 yeah i think there were 20 some markets anyway um mm -hmm. that 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 extended into the next weekend so yeah fantastic it's it's great yeah yeah, it's going to be awesome. Um, I, I think it's going to garner a lot of attention. And again, you know, caution to a lot of people that think there's going to be some major pump just heading into this or anything like that. No. You know, I, I would not expect anything like that. It's more of a, you know, as retail comes back, you know, all these things just require patience, which a lot of the newer investors in this ecosystem are the, the ones that are mainly new into Pulse and didn't know about Hex prior to this don't seem to have the most patience right now. So uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes with this one. Um, yeah. There we go. So, going to get his orb. Yeah. So I think the, the big thing, yeah, Johnny said 22 more markets. Um, I think the big thing that we have to keep in mind is mostly these theater things are going to be hexagons and their friends. Um, mm -hmm. But the good thing about this is the more markets that sell out, the better it is for these platforms that actually pick up the streaming part of it. Um, I think it's not, you, you, we're not going to see a major pump coming out of the, the theater release. Um, right. That will happen once, you know, we get some major eyes on it. But again, in order to get that platform, the streaming platform to take, take this on, um, we needed all of these to sell out and, and then some. So, you know, it, it's it's just one little hurdle that we've got to got to get over um, in order for the the world to actually see it. So, yeah, yeah, and ultimately, I mean, it's great that it is in theaters, obviously, but I just would be fantastic to actually have it on a streaming service. So, I think that's kind of their their long game goal as well. And I saw today, um, the actual account, uh, the high, the official uh, highest of stakes account, tweeted that Richard sent them some kind of video. Did you see that today? They didn't show it or anything, but he sent them some kind of clip. Let me actually yeah. look. Yeah, I up. did. I, I saw I saw that uh, it was to be played at the premiere, which I think is the Miami one um, or maybe the L.A. one. I, I don't know. I forget which one is the actual premiere. Uh, but somebody had recommended that, hey, can we see it at some of the other ones, too? Is that okay? And and they said they would have to reach out to to Richard to confirm, and they would circle back. So yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Oh yeah, I see that. Yep, I see that tweet right now. So yeah, that'll be interesting as well. Um, so yeah, lot of, lots of good stuff coming. You know, remember, I mean, even though things seem depressing right now, that's the whole reason to buy. I mean, there's just not the people aren't here yet. You know, by the time they're here, it's going to be as we've already said, things are going to be moving very, very quickly and you're not going to be getting as many coins for your buck. So this is when to be paying attention. Yeah. Um, I want to ask you this, Ewok. So this is kind of a more philosophical thing. Um, 
within the hex ecosystem and something, you know, it's not quite the E hex P hex ratio or anything like that. But I heard, um, I've been watching more and more here and there, uh, Corey Geary and money talks with Dane. They, they seem to, uh, stream together maybe at least once or twice a week. And they were talking about the idea of hex on pulse chain, whether, it could perform or should be looked at or it doesn't matter what it should be looked at, I guess, but will it perform like a first cycle coin or a second cycle coin? Because obviously it is hex hex originated on Ethereum, but this is a brand new chart. Also the actual hex on pulse chain chart is a new chart. There's no other history to go back and look at. So what do you make of that? I mean, I think it's an interest. I don't know how much it matters, I guess, for us. You know, if you're in it, you're going to be buying it anyway. Who really cares? But what do you think? I mean, because there will be people that are new to Hex, this is going to be a whole new chart for them. Could it perform like a first? You know, maybe maybe that's why we'll start to see even more of an extended ratio. I mean, I still think they're going to move together and get closer. But what do you think? I mean, what, what could that do to Hex on Pulse? Do you think it performs like a first cycle token, which could mean crazy gains compared to what some people may be thinking so good question um i think it will act like a well there's a lot of free tokens that were given out um yeah you know that's the big thing a lot of people just got free copies so will they be treated like free coins um i don't think so but i don't think it's going to have a, a first cycle chart either um it's going to be a mix of the two i i, I don't know good question that's a, it's a going to be an interesting experiment um it's not going to 10,000 x i don't think in this cycle although you know there is a the possibility depending on the liquidity um but i think having the the start from the bottom is what really propelled um hex on ethereum to to have the chart that it did um i think you'll definitely tell it's a second cycle coin by the chart um and it's not going to be near as impressive you know it's going to be one of those things where you know we always tell people well you got to look at the v1 chart to see the whole thing because even yeah. the v2 chart isn't accurate you know because it only has so much data um it's going to be something very similar to that where you're going to have to look at everything um kind of put them together in a you know how you can view multiple charts on the same screen um yeah i don't think it'll i don't think it's gonna matter a whole lot but yeah i don't think it's gonna be look like a a first cycle type coin where you're gonna see the massive run-ups either um you know it's going to do well I, I think we're we're going to do very well in, in this cycle especially once all this stuff happens i i just um i i just i don't know how it will perform with all the, the stuff being free that was given out the free copies if people will value it more obviously some people do value it more because they sold their ehex to get the px right um so it, it's going to be an interesting experiment for sure uh yeah I, it how about you? Yeah, what, do you what do you think it's going to do? Like I'm, I, I, I think I would have to decide if I was looking at both that it would perform like a second cycle because you know people you know even if they are new to hex they would still see the history of it I think by looking into it see the pulse chain split and stuff like that so I would have to think that 
And then, you know, I guess inevitably it does get you back to the question of the ratio. I saw the other day people were talking about, and I don't know where this originated from or who said it, um, but about the ratio of the two hexes potentially getting to as high as 10 to one at some point. I don't really know where that originated or, or why that would happen. I mean, I, I just can't really envision that. I forget who said it or, or what the talking per- points actually were, but, um, that's the crazy thing about this is all of this stuff is, you know, new. Like we haven't actually seen a fork exactly like this before um, and seen the asset actually copied over like this and an entire system state of Ethereum actually copied over. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's going to be crazy, uh, I think, just to see what actually performs how here. Um, I had another point about this that I am now rambling and forget what it was. But, uh, yeah, the, the we, we just have to have more people get back into this market. That That's the big thing. And, oh, I know what I was going to say. We, we were alluding earlier in the show to people getting back to the idea of yield, getting back and realizing the idea of how great Hex is and everything, mm-hmm. the shiny new toy syndrome wearing off from Pulse Chain and Pulse X. Um, when do you think, you know, we, we can say that to we're blue in the face, like you and I obviously are major fans of, of Hex and earn yield on it. Johnny and Briz in the chat tonight obviously are, we're seeing a lot of like Hex old heads, like Crispy Man and Maddie Allen, like everybody's talking about that and they're right because they've been around and they've seen it and everything. I Johnny and Maddie were saying the other night that they wouldn't even be here if they weren't staked, like they wouldn't have what they have right now and they wouldn't right. even be here. So when... If ever, I guess. I mean, I think it will happen. But when will these noobs, for lack of a better term, not trying to hate on anybody, just using it affectionately, but like when will the newer people come back to that, do you think? I I totally understand everybody wanting to clamor and buy Pulse and Pulse X right now. I totally do get that. But to me, to not have whatever you have in those two tokens equal in your hex bags, if not more for the T-shares, and more importantly, having the T-shares. Yep. I think you'd be making a mistake. So when will people realize the yield available with Hex? And I'm not even saying that they have to be like a 15, you know, 5555 max stake person or anything like that. But when do you think that the interest gets back into that whenever we start going down again? And people are like, man, I wish I had yield during this time. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. No, I think it's going to take a bunch of green candles for people to FOMO back in um, because that's how they do it. Um, the idiots that are selling right now, I just, I, I don't get it. Um, I, I hate to say that, but, um, the people that are selling right now, they're not going to make it They're They're, they need to be flushed out. <laughs> um, maybe they'll buy back in later. Maybe they won't, but you know, that's what it's going to take again, are some green candles, uh, for people to get excited. Um, they always, you know, seem to flock in. As the price gets higher, and yeah, they Johnny, they Johnny said it. They they chase pumps. They always do. They always yeah. have. Nothing has changed. Um, they'll buy the top again and sell the bottom of the next cycle. It's just you know people have to get wrecked in order to to learn the lessons. And you know the ones that were here last cycle, maybe they will learn that again and and figure it all out. It's it, it is a learning process, and that's why some of us are much more calm during you know bear markets than others that are freaking out and right you know the, the sky the sky's falling kind of thing so it it just it's time it it, it all takes time um you know i think uh, the the markets you know we don't know the uncertainty of the the regular traditional markets are definitely going to play a part in this um so 
you know, it, it just, it's all has to play out. And unfortunately, like I said, this cycle could be a lot longer. Uh, you know, the downturn could be a lot longer than normal. So. Yeah. Yeah, I think so, too. I, people are going to come back to it. It just is going to take time. It'll be fascinating, I think, to see the, the newer investors as they do come into this market again. Yeah. Um, seems like it's so far away, um, but it, it's going to be here eventually. I mean, it's yeah. probably going to be in another calendar year. But, hey, we still have some bullish things that could happen by the end of this year. There's going to be more innovation. And as long as this time seems right now, you know, it's been, what, uh, 10 weeks or so, almost on the nose, actually, since Paul's chain launched. There's going to be a time where um, this seems like a blip on the radar yeah. and, you know, you don't want to regret it and have having, you know, wasted your time during this time. I mean, even though Pulse is up off the lows right now, Pulse X is too, they barely are. You're still basically buying the lows right now. Pretty much. So, yeah. 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 They're both. And, like and yeah, this is the time to do it. You, you know, this is the time to be making those, those gains is, is, is st slow and steady. Uh, you know, we always go back to that uh, video that Coffee had done. Um, you know, if you had bought a hundred dollars, what was it, every week or every, yeah, uh, religiously, you would still be a millionaire. Um, mm -hmm. Even if you bought the whole way, the whole way up and the whole way back down. So, you know, now's when you take the the opportunity to get these prices that you may never see again. Um, when Hex did its best the last time, there were a lot of people locked up. Uh, people will start to see that. And, you know, it, it, it's education. It, it definitely is teaching the people, teaching your onboards. Um, this is how you yield. And as the more Hex gets locked up, the less is available for sale. Uh, that can really just take the price and just shoot it through the, the roof. I mean, it doesn't take much. Uh, especially when things start to get locked up and and not available for sale anymore. Yeah. 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 And even if, you know, if the idea, if you are newer to Hex and the idea of staking out long-term freaks you out, or you've seen all this volatility in crypto over the course of the last two years, you don't necessarily have to do that. I mean, if you have a bag big enough that even just staking for the next calendar year or two, if you think that this bull cycle could, you know, go until then, if it gets you at least a T share anyway, I mean, you would want to shoot for as many as you can get. You know, you might as well do that. I mean, there's plenty of great hex calculators out there where you can see how much hex you can earn within that time. Um, and, and that's a solace to a lot of people, honestly, right now, because, you know, you've DCA'd and DCA'd and DCA'd and the price just keeps staying stagnant and you run out of money to DCA with. At some point, it's like, how can I how can I do this if I don't have any more money to do it? Well, if you're yielding on hex, you know, and not emergency end staking it to participate in like a temporary liquidity pool or something like that, um, you know, you, you're DCAing into that every single day. So, and remember, yeah. other things are out there as well. It sounds like single-sided staking on PulseX isn't necessarily a priority for Richard Hart, but it sounds like that's coming eventually too. So just get into the market however you can. I think that's pretty much more of the story right now. You got anything else? Yep. There you walk. I was going to back in there. Yeah, I was going to just share this. Um, that uh, coffee video. video. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. It's good to have messages like that right now. There we go. Um, Oh, cool. Johnny, I think, uh, put it in. Yeah, there Johnny well. pinned it and he sent it to my he private message oh, me. And... Oh, there we go. Sweet. I gotcha. Okay. Well, I think that's going to wrap us up for this week. Um, Did you have anything else you wanted to cover there, Ewok? 
I don't think so. Um, just keep keep chugging ahead. Um, dollar cost average. This is the time. This is the time where it really makes a difference um, down the road. Get your average cost down. Um, or if it's already down there, just accumulate on top of it. You know, this is where I see the people complaining. They're the ones that have refused to buy as the price got lower. Um, and they're just watching their account dwindle instead of fixing, you know, the average buy-in price because they ended up buying the top. So, you know, yeah. this is the time you can either turn your portfolio completely around for the next cycle or light it on fire and just get rid of it. Because, you know, right. I saw somebody here earlier comment that, uh, you know, I regret ever buying Hex or Pulse. Uh, I saw that too. Yeah. I, and, and um, you know, sorry, you're having a bad time, but you must not be doing this the right way if you if you bought it high, which a lot of people did, um, that means you're not really fixing your situation. You're just kind of wallowing in your own problems instead of instead of fixing it. So I, I don't know. I, I don't feel I, I hate I hate to see people buy tops. I do. Uh, but what we can do is educate them on how to fix that um, dollar cost average on the way down. So that the next cycle, they're in much better shape and they only have to wait until eight or 10 cents before they're in profit rather than wait until 40 cents because um, that's a long wait, you, you know, and then when you get there, yeah, who's to say how much further it goes? I mean, obviously, mm -hmm. we're going to get back to all time highs when we don't know. Um, so, you know, you're at least looking at a 50x uh, for for EHEX. You're looking at a 25x for 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 PHEX. Take your average cost down and and help yourself out so that you're in much better shape for the next one. So that's what yeah. I got. Yeah, uh, Khalid, if you you French fry when you need the pizza, you're gonna have a bad time. Just remember that uh, from South Park, obviously, like Ewok said. So I think that'll wrap us up for tonight. There's a good show, uh, a lot of stuff to talk about, lots of New World Order stuff happening right now. Are you buying World Coin? Uh, we shall see. Go get your orb, uh, get your eyes fixed, or whatever it is you need to do to get your your tokens and your airdrop, and uh, you know get blood taken or whatever it is. Um, we will be retinas and your butthole scanned. That's Look right. Out. Gemba scanned with the Bankless Boys. Um, we will be back next Wednesday. That's going to be August the 1st, I want to say. August the 2nd, actually, at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We do this every single Wednesday night. If you guys are still here on your way out, smash a like. We very much appreciate it. Um, love the audience here. You guys have been way more active the last few weeks, growing a little bit more of an audience. So as, as this market picks back up, we're excited to have more fun with everybody, and we really appreciate all the support. So... For Ewok, this has been Broke Boy Crypto. We'll catch you guys next week right here on the Creed of Crypto Podcast.